Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. going on everyone it is thursday and we're at hamburg brewing company back in our new routine we're here every week and it's a beautiful thing we're on a schedule and it feels good it's like we get our lunch here we get a little lunch beer which is always nice like we always talk about i like breakfast beer but a little a little bit lager now for lunch a little bit lager now is the beer you got to get a hamburg right now it's a great way to start the day beef on weck which we keep trying to tell people i know it's yeah, it's hard to get good food at a brewery. I agree. But the food here is no, they're spot doing on. It right. Always. My parents ate here last week. They loved it. So it, it's That's right. Yeah. So they, it's just a, it's just really an all around great place. Plus, when it's seventy degrees out this time of year, we're looking outside. It's pretty beautiful. I still can't believe how young your parents looked. Like you brought them in here. I'm thinking well, that that's no way. No, no way. That's your parents. Well, they live healthy. Which, yeah. I haven't done most of my life. So I'm trying to, I'm, I'm going to have to try to start to do that a little bit more because I see the results if you live healthy. Well, you, well, you were called out by the one, uh, Dan, our buddy Dan on the Zoom, Harsh. you know, in the, in the picture. That was like, that was like in the early stages. It, well, the, that, I mean, you, you were bigger as director of personnel for the Buffalo Bills. And how, how much are you down since then, weight-wise? About 50. 50 pounds. About 50. A little over, actually. How did you do it? 50 pounds. I don't live on the company card anymore. <laughs> it's a lot easier when you're going to Tempo every night and Terry yeah. Bagula is paying for the wine and steaks. Now I have to buy my own food. I have a son. So, yeah. I mean, I'm on, I'm on pace to be broke and really skinny if I keep this up. A little bread and water. That's all you need at this point. I mean, point. that's it. That's yeah. survival mode and make sure our son eats, right? Our kids have to eat right. My wife, Gina. Oh, um, well, I, at, I follow her on Instagram. Yeah. Feed me underscore Buffalo, shameless plug. Yeah, I'm um, waiting for that invite for that dinner. But she puts it perfectly. <laughs> oh, we got to have no, you over. Absolutely. Yeah, she's an amazing cook. Um, just, yeah, 
I hit the jackpot with Gina. But she puts it perfectly. She says, some people live to eat mm -hmm. and some people eat to live. That's true. She, um, uh, I'm yeah. gonna say this wrong. She lives yeah. to eat. Yes. yes, she lives yes. to eat. I definitely eat to live. Like I kind of just. You don't really care. I mean, care. I'll, I'll eat anything she makes and it's all amazing, but. Right. I'm more so You're just want to get to the next your day. Way. Like yeah. in the Monus report, I was trying to give some Bills fans a couple spots in Kansas City. Right. Other than, you know, Arthur Bryant's is the famous barbecue place, which, you know, it's it's touristy. It'll get you through. Anchor barish. Anchor, very good comparison. Yeah. There's some spots that are just like so unique and so special to Kansas City, just like Buffalo has the real spots for wings and beef on wax. You know what's weird though, Jim? Like I'm sure Pittsburgh feels the same thing about Primanti Brothers, right? With their sandwiches. I'm going to look. I'm going to say this, though. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just in Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago for a story, and I had a Permani brother okay. sandwich, and it was unbelievable. You, and, and I was thinking, like, were you okay, sober? I, I might have had a pumpkin with it. Fair enough. That's pretty high alcohol content. But I'm sitting there eating the sandwich. It's amazing. I'm dipping it in hot sauce. It's, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, I'm, I'm an out-of-towner. Is this how people feel when they come to Buffalo and eat wings at Anchor Bar? Are they saying, oh my God, these are amazing, when we know eh, they're okay? My first, when I started scouting in the Northeast in the early 2000s, I had a, a certain friend of mine named Doug Whaley who was scouting for the Steelers. So he introduced me and took me to my first Permani Brothers, the original one. And it was late night, which is the only way I would ever eat that sandwich. So, yes, I think you have to have a little added incentive to, to really enjoy it. No, that's well said. That's well said. We'll, we'll definitely pick this back up. More to talk about. Um, we're going to dive right into our guests. This though. is good. This so is good. We shot him the link. Wasn't sure when he'd be able to pop in, but uh, Matt Miller, you know him as the draft scout, um, also has his own sub stack, which is fantastic. Covers the draft year round, really in a lot of ways revolutionized the way the NFL draft is is covered but he also knows a lot about the Kansas City Chiefs and we're going to really dedicate a good portion of today's podcast to the Kansas City Buffalo showdown at Arrowhead because we know we got a lot of, a lot of Bills listeners and uh, we know how we launched this podcast it's with the Sunday Patrick night Mahomes the decision. Sunday night game Brett Veach I mean, the GM that pulled off the trade with Dorsey with us. So, yeah. And, and that's the bar for Buffalo. It's Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. I hate to say it, but you can pummel on it's Miami it. and Houston all you want. It's like the first game of the year right now for Buffalo. It really is. So, to get to know the Chiefs a little bit, we're going to have Matt on. And we will bring him on right now. And here he is, ladies and gents, Matt Miller, my former co-worker at Bleacher Report. Matt? It's great to see you. Uh, NFLDraftScout.com is the URL, correct? You own that? TheDraftScout.com, yep. And you beat me to the Substack punch. I knew I was leaving Bleacher Report, but I was keeping it quiet. Like, I hadn't told anyone. And I'll never forget, I just pulled up to my office one day, and you and I were on the phone, and you were like, I can go do the Substack thing. And I just had to be like, uh-huh, yeah? Oh, really? <laughs> and Because, like, I knew. Like, I knew what I was going to do. I'd made the decision, you know, to leave Bleacher Report. And it was funny because I, I felt like you launched and Peter King writes it up in his article and it Monday morning article. And I'm like, damn, tide's taking off. And then, you know, <laughs> I just had to like limp my way out of this press release, like two weeks later, like, Hey, I'm leaving too. And like, but you, you've done great things. I'm so excited to be on with you. I mean, 
coworkers forever, friends. Uh, we were at a Little Wayne concert in the rain together on South Beach. They, not right. very many people can say that. So, right? He was thriving at that little. I was standing there like a fish out of water, just trying to drink. Ties in heaven. It was great. Awesome. So we were just uh, before we hit record, we were talking about the pros and cons <laughs> of uh, living that life. You know, we're gonna bleach report, doing our own thing. I think we both agree, doing our own thing has been a hell of a lot of fun, and it's so rewarding. Yeah. Every day is challenging and exciting, but but yeah, when we were at Bleach Report, the Super Bowl down in Miami, they put us up at the uh, I mean, like the nicest the Delano. Place. Yeah, it was still one of the nicest hotels I've ever stayed <laughs> yeah. at. And then there was some in the lobby, like. All yeah. over the place saying, hey, tonight Lil Wayne's going to have a concert in the uh, hotel how, pool. That's how Super Bowl week is. <laughs> in the hotel pool. Yeah. It's a good time. At some point, I'm going to do a podcast just on all the dumb things I did while I was at Bleacher Report that someone should have stopped me from doing. But like, do you guys really need to do that? But there was like, <laughs> I fell in that weird gap there where like I wasn't really on the NFL team. I wasn't really on the college football team. And I've been there so long that there was – not a lot of oversight, which is probably why they were happy to see me go too. You know, when I let them know I wasn't coming back, they're probably like, good. We should save so much money just on expense reports from this guy. So, but it is, it's good to, it's good to see y'all, you know, killing it. And I'm ha really happy to be on here with you. It's great to see you. As much as I want to do an oral history on this Lil Wayne yeah. 2 Chains concert <laughs> at, at the hotel in the rain, um, we got to talk some bills, talk some chiefs. This is the game. And, and for those who don't know, Matt, really knows as much about the Chiefs as anybody you're going to find out there. With your perspective on covering the whole league and covering the draft, I just I always love talking to you about the, the Kansas City Chiefs because, I mean, you've kind of seen this team's rise, and right here we have Jim Monas, who was part of that rise mm -hmm. in a roundabout way, right? Roundabout. <laughs> With the batch going on. <laughs> roundabout. Hey, we, right? we set, them up, set them up. Set them up nicely. So where are the Chiefs at, though, right now? I mean, it was – you're talking about back-to-back -back games, like, costly turnovers from Patrick Mahomes yeah. don't see out of him the defense is in Jim's words garbage like Matt I really like they're not doing anything on defense I mean it's not like right you, you know they're not this powerhouse on offense and they were not slowing them down so I, that's what I was curious about we, I don't want to hit you with too many questions but have speak on Mahomes' little kind of I don't want to say carelessness but a little bit and I, yeah. your thoughts on the defense are well, Jim, I think they're they're connected. You're right. You know, Mahomes has thrown an interception in what, maybe every game this year, at, at least the last different. couple of games, right? And, and so I, I don't think that we need to hit the panic button and start no. acting like, wait, is Patrick Mahomes not Patrick Mahomes anymore? No, he's still the best quarterback on planet Earth. Like, we're, we're good agreed, there, right? But I do think, to your point of, I, I do think he's been aggressive, more aggressive this year because the defense is so bad. You know, when you're allowing Philadelphia to score 30 points, you got to you have to go out there and, and produce. And so I think we've seen that, you know, even I was at the game week one and it was like, you know, if if Nick Chubb doesn't fumble, that's a loss as well. And we're looking at a one and three oh. Chiefs team at this point. So um, I do think that Very some right. of that is at this point in the season. And I haven't talked to Pat about this. So I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but it's almost that belief of I, I got to step up. We have to score because we're not stopping anyone right now. And I think that does lead to, you know, maybe trying to do too many no-look passes, which I think Marcus Kemp still needs to catch that damn ball. You know, it was a little behind him, but you're in the NFL. You got to make that catch. I and so I, I do think we've seen him, you know, and last week it paid off. You know, some of those chunk plays to Tyreek Hill are, you know, those are, that's old school Patrick Mahomes where it's, this play has broken down. 
I'm just trying to make something happen and I, I trust my guys. And so I, I do think we've seen that happen on offense to where this is back to being a triangle offense. It's Mahomes, it's Tyreek, it's Travis Kelsey. <laughs> there, I know Clyde has had a hundred yards, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has had back-to-back hundred yard games, but that's almost like garbage time. You know, it's the, they're not running the ball to throw the ball, you know? It, so it's, it is back to, they need a number two receiver to step up. Nicole Hardman. I saw today. I wish I could remember who tweeted it. He hasn't had a catch past the line of scrimmage since week two. So, and that's only two weeks ago, right? Or three weeks ago now, but it's still like they need someone else to step up. And I think that's where you're looking ahead to this game. I think Kansas City is the favorite because they're at home. Uh, but Buffalo's defense on paper uh, matches up really well with this, this offense because they have the guys in the secondary and they have the ability to get uh, home with the pass rush. And so I, I think that's what's going to make it interesting. I'm excited because I'll be there Sunday night. I'm going to do my damnedest to stay sober uh, throughout the day so that I can actually watch <laughs> this game. Uh, night games at Arrowhead are a different animal. Uh, I know you guys know how to tailgate in Buffalo. I'm not telling you any any secrets here, but it it's going to be pretty exciting. So, sorry, go no, ahead. No, what Jim. I was going to say, Matt, the when I watch tape on the Chiefs, you're right. It's like – you only you see the big plays to Tyreek and the big plays to Kelsey, but where's the down in and down out? What, what's their identity on offense? You know, you, right. And that's kind of what I'm missing. And I, I didn't think about how you. I like how you put that. Where maybe for the first time, Mahomes is saying, "Man, we can't stop anybody. I need to make plays." And maybe that's the first time he's feeling yeah. that. It, he's not the issue. Let, let's get that correct. Clear. Yeah, he's the best we're all. He is the best football player on the player planet. planet. There is no unabashedly pro Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, there is no. We're never going to argue that. But I guess I was curious because you know Coach Spagnola was with us in New Orleans for one season, and and we had the gave up the most yards in the history of football that year. <laughs> and at the Senior Bowl that year, uh, we had a big meeting where Ryan Pace actually kind of ran the meeting. He was director of uh, pro scouting. Coach Payton was coming off suspension, and pretty much said, "Thanks for your work." Spags, uh, we're gonna we're gonna try something different. So, I'm not saying it's all Spagnola's fault because obviously he has Super Bowl rings and he and Andy Reid go back to right. Philly, who I worked with them in Philly too. But I've seen this before with his defenses where they are just they don't stop anybody and it's, it's confusing. Yeah, it is, and I think um, you know you know Spags much better than I do. He's a good uh, man. I don't know, the, really we, good man. Yeah, I don't know. We've ever had a conversation, so I don't want to frame it like we're besties or anything. But what you hear about him is that he is a very stubborn man, great man, really good coach, but is stubborn. And I think some of some of what we're seeing right now is this is a defense that's also been very affected by Frank Clark being injured. And Frank has had you know quite an off season to now go with the injury. So you end up with Chris Jones playing on the outside. Where week one he had some plays against the Browns where you were like, oh my god, I think this is actually going to work. Well, then guess what everyone did because NFL defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators are really smart. They watched that tape and said, that's a 300-pound defensive end. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to run at him, and we're going to make a play in space, and we're going to give him all these option looks. And they've been gashed up the middle. You know, when you have to defend Lamar Jackson, this is like high school football stuff. You don't want a 300-pound defensive tackle on the edge being the read player. So I I think that is one thing. Getting Frank Clark back will help. But they also, you know – they need to start getting Willie Gay back off IR. You need to get him acclimated into this defense because the middle of the field is a problem for them. They've spent two second-round picks on linebackers, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay, and the, you're still playing Ben Neiman and Anthony Hitchens. So I, I think that's where your personnel department and your, your coaching staff have to get together and say, all right, like we know you trust Hitchens, but you got to get him off the field. He's not fast enough. And we know you trust Ben Neiman, and he's incredibly smart. He's a good leader. 
but he can't cover a tight end to save his life. And so I think at some point they do have to have that youth movement almost of, you know, let's get these young guys out there. They are going to make mistakes. They got to learn through it. And, you know, for a team that hit on a player like Legereus Sneed, who is mm-hmm. such a difference maker, you know, unfortunately the safety position I think is a weakness right now. And that might sound sacrilegious because I think a lot of people hear the name Tyrant and they think that's the best safety in the NFL. It's not guys. It's not, it, it's the, you know, and I said this last year, this isn't just a prisoner of the moment thing. He has become hesitant at times. You know, he's still going to pick off passes. He's still a good center fielder, but they need someone back there who could be a consistent, reliable tackler who can be a playmaker. And Dan Sorensen, mm-hmm. dirty Dan, love the guy. He's going to be great at bouncing off you. And he's going to have those like impact highlight type plays, but there's so many missed tackles. There's poor pursuit angles. So as great as the Kansas City offense is, and, and I wrote this earlier this week, guys, is uh, this to me looks like a team that could be one and done in the playoffs because like this defense can't stop anyone right now. And when it when January gets here, like this is still a physical league, as Brandon Staley said in the press conference clip that's kind of going around. Still physical. You know, you still got to be able to do those things. And and so I think that's where Kansas City is, you know, at a loss a little bit right now. I definitely want to ask you, Matt, about a player who kind of brings all of our listeners together here. You've got some insight on him. I've got some insight on him. I feel like he's a guy that maybe they could actually use right now. Sammy Watkins, or at least somebody <laughs> like Sammy Watkins, the idea of Sammy yeah. Watkins, because you mentioned that triangle offense. There's really not another weapon on that chief's offense that you can go to. I really thought that by now Hardman would be that Same. player. There, there, yep. There's some obvious trust issues between Patrick Mahomes and Nicole Hardman that, I mean, remember the, the postseason last year, it seems like, you know, I mean, body language says so much and, and Mahomes was getting pretty frustrated with him, but yeah. Um, gosh, I, I don't, Sammy's a one-on-one man. I mean, we sat down there at that restaurant in Orlando talking about etheric bodies and astral realms and <laughs> being outside of your physical body and control mm-hmm. and all this stuff, but and he'll make you believe. I'm telling you, he took me to a weird place where I, I was in. I was, I mean, you guys, you guys drafted. You know, I was no. just gonna say we traded. Yeah. I, he made me believe he was gonna be a number one. Yeah. receiver. We he traded, all of us. We, I had him. I've known Sammy since his freshman year at Clemson. I thought he was best receiver in that draft. Mike Evans turned out to be pretty good. Odell Beckham Jr. pretty good. So <laughs> we me. all have those misses. Ty, I think the especially you know living around the Kansas City area I think one problem here is people know that the Chiefs missed the threat of someone like that where Sammy was hurt a lot and there, he would go through stretches of just three catches four catches but then he would have a, a game where it's like oh 100 100 yards and it was always just the threat of him and I think that is what Kansas City misses whether it's well, even another tight end you just you need someone and I think that's what I thought Clyde Edwards Elaire would be that guy out of the backfield. I really truly did. And maybe we're starting to see that, but I don't I don't know how much LSU get you guys watched that year, but he caught so many passes out of the backfield. You know, he was so good as a swing receiver, and we haven't seen that happen yet. So I think, you know, there's a lot going on with that offense. You have three players who had never started an NFL game on the offensive line with Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, and Lucas Nying. So center, right guard, right tackle, all brand new. And then you have a new left guard, Joe Tooney, a new left tackle in Orlando Brown, who's still new to that position as well. So I think a lot of people saw what Brett Beach did to that offensive line and like, oh, it's fixed. This is easy. And it's not it's not that simple. You know, it's, it's not fixed just because you added five new good players. You know, there's there's still chemistry and, and time to gel. And I, I think the good news is that they are they are getting better each week, it seems like. Although, I mean, it's going to be a hell of a test on Sunday night, too. 
what did the front office and the coaching staff think of Sammy Watkins uh, off the field? I mean, I, that conversation is something I remember for the rest of my life. I, I loved it. It's yeah. refreshing to hear somebody talk in those terms and, and think outside, way outside of the box. But what, what yeah. was your uh, reception? Like, you know, I mean, you're plugged in with that team. What do they think about Sammy just as a dude, like away from the field? Yeah. I don't know what the like the overall you know thought process on him was, but I I do remember having someone tell me that Sammy Watkins is the the player they most had to worry about, who you didn't have to worry about. If that makes sense, like you know he wasn't gonna like get arrested, so right? Well said. That There's so not well gonna said. be a domestic violence situation. No, but is- you had to worry that like week nine he might just be like, I don't want to play football anymore. Yep. So you still had to like try to keep him motivated, keep him dialed in. So it was more like you know you guys know, like we talk a lot about football character and things like that. Like Sammy's not a bad guy at all, but in terms of football character, you're probably going to knock him a little bit because he's just, he could be aloof, you know? And I I think that's followed him. You know, there's a reason he's on another team, despite being this very well-respected deep threat who has a unique skill set. You never see Sammy celebrate on the field a lot with teammates. That's a great point. I've noticed it with, uh, I'm like, who's, who's he tight with? Who's he, he, he just go. what he is, is reliable to a quarterback. He runs the right routes. He's going to catch mm-hmm. the football. You know, he's going to block. He gives great effort as a blocker. I mean, he's, but he's, he's just, you said it really well. It's like, who is he? It, yeah. He's just different. He's just yeah. a little, he's just a little unique. He loves football, but yet he, he doesn't show it like with his teammates. He's got a huge heart. Like, he really does. I, I think he really cares about people. Oh, he does. And he good... was best friends with Caleb Holly yeah. and your Bills team. Yeah, that's why we kept him on the practice squad. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> and, and when, Don't let Aaron Rodgers hear that, man. <laughs> <laughs> you you keep them players because they're close? Practice squad. Practice squad. <laughs> yeah. We didn't right. go out and get uh, Cobb, uh, uh, you know, old slot. Randall Cobb. Or, well, who did yeah. show up a little bit last week, actually. He did, right? You know, there's that you know, talking about Kansas City, they, they have that player too, you know, Dieter, the, the wide receiver, practice squad guy, and like, you know, like he and Mahomes are close, so he's on the team, but every every team has that guy, and it always makes me think of Aaron Rodgers, like just being pissed to hell that Jake Kumaro gets picked up by the Buffalo Bills, you know, it, it, and I know Ty has, we could spend days oh. having those conversations, so. Well, we do. He's probably listening to this podcast, right? Because, you know, Every week, it's an airing of grievances on his show. So we should watch what we say <laughs> because it will be plucked and dissected. Right. All right. So what's going to happen, man? I mean, I really want to talk about Sammy Watkins for hours and hours. I'm just fascinated by this guy. But yeah, this team, the Bills, the Chiefs, what's going to happen Sunday night at Arrowhead? I want to be careful saying this because I will be there, and and I don't. I've seen like three fights at football games this year, so I. I think the Bills win. And I've I've already warned all my friends, like I, I think the Bills will win. Um that's just their their ability to like how do you want to play this team? I know a lot of folks say you can't play ball control, like keep the ball away from Mahomes. At some point they're gonna score, right? But I think Buffalo has that mix of let's get Zach Moss going. I think it's a better offense when he's rolling. Number one, you have the big play element with Stephon Diggs, you have the chain mover with Cole Beasley. Dawson Knox has been fantastic early this season. So I I, I do think we probably see a little bit of a shootout here though, just because as we've spent a lot of time talking about Kansas City can't score or can't stop anyone, excuse me. Um, so it's it's gonna be high octane and I think that's what makes this fun. It might be you guys remember, was it 2019 Rams Chiefs, where it just felt like legitimately whoever has the ball last going to win. And, and I, I hope it's like that, but I, I think Buffalo comes out with it. I, I know that defense is, I, I think they're healthy now. I haven't seen the injury report as we're sitting here Thursday morning, but 
if everybody's out there, like that's just such a talented unit. I'm praying we get a lot of Tredavious White on Tyree Kill just so we can nerd out about that matchup. But um, Micah Hyde back there roaming, patrolling. We've seen Mahomes turn the ball over. So that I'll predict that's the difference. Is a, a late Mahomes pick. I think the Bills win. You know what I struggle with, though? And, and sorry, Jimmy, I'm going to cut you off. No, I'm good. Um, but, like, that, so that when they played in the regular season last year, Sean McDermott kind of coached scared. Yeah, we thought we said that. Right? Like, he, yep. he coached kind of scared. It was, like, trying to shorten the game. And then Patrick Mahomes still was, like, God, I wish I had it in front of me, like, 21 to 25. Like, any, every chance he got. Like, was, any chance yeah. he had, he completed the pass. And they're like, okay, we'll just run. Like, yeah. you're going to sit back. Like, yeah. We'll just and so they get to the AFC Championship game. The Chiefs are doing the Chiefs thing. They're they're scoring at will. They're moving the ball at will. And Sean McDermott's kicking field goals. I think and Matt, you can't do that. Oh, We've seen that this year. This game. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to approach an Andy Reid Chiefs game, and that worries me. From the Bills, I think I would go for two every time I score. Number okay. one, I like that. I, we've seen teams do that. Cleveland did it. I think week one. I think Baltimore yeah. did it. If, if you score against Kansas City, you got to get eight. Like take every advantage you can. I think this is a game where the Bills can finally say, like, we're we're a serious contender. Like, this is a game I really do. I feel like you. I feel like the Bills should win this game the way both teams are. The Bills are a very complete football team. Special teams are really good. Defense really good. Offense really good. Yeah. The ball, pass the ball. Chiefs haven't, like you said, they can't stop anything right now, run or pass. So I think if the Bills are serious, this is a game they win. We'll see. Well, Matt, we uh... – we kept you long enough, man. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. It's great to see you. Likewise. And we'll, we'll carve out more time to get into all our past hijinks and Sammy Watkins and <laughs> astral projection and, and oh, everything let's else. Do a, let's do a pod at the Senior Bowl this year. Yeah, I like it. Let's do it. V- there we go. V- I've, man, I've forgotten more than I'll ever remember about what happens. So that might be a good spot for it. Maybe I'll have some, you know, bring back some memories. So it's a long, we'll, we'll make it happen. A lot of dudes. It's a long yes, it is. As soon as I brought it up, I realized I really don't want to go back. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah, maybe the comp, maybe something right. else. Yeah. Every year I tell my, you know, my friends who work with me, I tell them every year, I was like, guys, we're not going to beats. <laughs> every, every year by Wednesday, we've been at least once, you know, it's like the, we're not, we're not going, we're not going. And and yep, sure you, enough. I promise you Rex and Rob Ryan are somewhere in there. <laughs> always. They always are. Yep. Great to see you, man. Thanks for making some time for us. Of course. Thanks guys. See you, Matt. See you, Matt. See you, guys. That was Matt Miller, the NFLDraftScout.com. Does a great job, as we mentioned earlier, part of the uh, the Substack community. And I, I just love catching up with Matt. He's, he's such a great guy. Yeah, and and I wish we did have more time to uh, talk about our hijinks because um, he's just somebody you want to have a beer with. He just – I get it. You know, he just – Great his job. Great produces great work. Everybody should subscribe to that Substack. In addition to go along, make it part you, of your life. Especially all of if that. you care about the draft. If you care about the draft, he's all but over. He does it. it all, but the draft. But, is, but he's a great guy. Yeah, he's, he's somebody that you'd it. want to have a beer with. Yeah, right? he, he gets it. He, he gets. He does his work. Speaks on it. You know, he's yeah. not just he's not just speaking his opinions. He he does his work on these players watching tape, and I always respect that. So we got a lot of Chiefs perspective. Yeah. Let's get some Bills perspective. And we seem to always cycle on back to Patrick Mahomes, Josh yeah. Allen. But I think it's for good reason because I mean these are two franchises yeah. that went 
two distinct directions based on the draft that you were part of. Yeah. We, we should really touch on that in case people didn't catch it earlier. Yeah. When I we mean, launched in <clears throat> December of 2020, but like you, you were in that draft room, you were there. You knew that Terry Pagula loved Patrick Mahomes. You know, early, early, early. He was on him the whole year. And look, everybody has hits and misses as a staff, including McDermott, Whaley, myself. We just didn't think it was the time to take a rookie quarterback, regardless if it was Mahomes, Trubisky, or Deshaun Watson. We thought, let's, Sean really decided, let's keep Tyrod, who obviously is a good NFL starting quarterback. Let's keep Tyrod. Let's get some draft capital and let's build this thing, you know? And, and we, were, we were all in agreement with that. And Terry, you know, to Terry's credit, it was hard for him. But, you know, he, he, he went with that. And, and give him credit for, you know, stepping away from it and give the Bills credit for getting Josh Allen right. You know, and now you can look at it where now it looks like a good, you know, a good trade because Josh is, you know, not that he's Mahomes, but he's certainly good enough that you know you can win and get to the AFC Championship with him. You got Tredavious White. We took in that draft with that trade, you know. So I, I think there was some good that came from it other than not getting Mahomes. But, sure, these guys are always going to be linked together. I mean, I, I yeah. feel like Terry watches this game and says, oh, my God, is Josh better than him? Is Josh better than Patrick? Guarantee you that's how he's watching these games, as he should. I mean, and he, it's always going to be on his mind. mind. He loved them. It's always going to be on his mind. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely – that's intriguing. But at this point – these teams are battling against each other to get to the Super Bowl. It's not about Mahomes versus Allen anymore. Yeah. It's look at this defense that, that McDermott and Leslie Frazier have really kind of put, put together. They're lights out right now. Now, let's also say they haven't really played a real offense yet. You know, the best offense they played this year is Washington football team with the backup from the XFL, our boy yeah. Heineke. So this is really going to be a good test for the Bills defense to see, see if they're for real, which I think we all think they're definitely for real. And now can the Bills offense exploit what I keep saying is a poor Chiefs defense, that they aren't doing anything against the run or pass right now. And this is one of those games where it's, there's, there can't be missed touchdowns by Josh, like against the Steelers when he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders. Like, mm -hmm. you can't miss these anymore. Let's start hitting these against the bad defenses. Get up on them, play, from, play with the lead and enforce your dominance. I'm really fascinated with Brian Dayball because the Baltimore game, he didn't want to run the ball at all. Right. The Chiefs game, he didn't really want to run. They've got some good cooking with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. You did note the fumbles that Singletary's it's had. A, oh, I saw Sean but on the sideline last week. As soon as that fumble happened, yeah. he, he looked. He, he was like a, a, a manager in baseball. Like, boom. Like, yeah. it can't happen. Four fumbles in four games can't happen so that's going to be interesting how they let's see let's see if he gives them another chance or was that his or was going into that game saying look you do it again it wouldn't shock me if we just see a heavy dose of Moss. the desire to run versus the chiefs though is it going to be there you, yes you, it has to be it, it can change the game for you and we all know you want to keep the ball out of the chief's hands you don't want to play conservative but it's okay if you can get a lead to be able to keep the ball running the ball and not just give it back to the Chiefs because no lead's safe. We know with every great quarterback, we right. see it every week. You give Brady the ball, you give Aaron Rodgers the ball with 37 seconds left, they score. It, it's it's insane how great these top quarterbacks are. This is, this is why I love Brandon Staley with the Chargers. I mean, when they beat the Chiefs oh. at his press conference, and we'll get to his other press conference, yeah. talking about the run game and why 
is so important. But when they beat the Chiefs, he said, like, they are the Golden State Warriors. They've got Steph Curry. They've got Clay Thompson. They've got Kevin Durant. Like triangle. Gonna, Matt said the triangle offense. They're they're yeah. gonna keep coming at you. I like they're it. gonna keep scoring. Their pedals gonna be that they're, they're mm-hmm. you I think the matchup here is we talked about it with Matt a little bit. Sean McDermott, Andy Reid. If you're Sean McDermott, you can't be settling for 18 and no. 19 yard field goals. No, field goals almost are I mean, I don't know how they enter your mind against the Chiefs. I mean, really, it's unforgivable that AFC championship game to settle for those kicks. They weren't going to win that game either way. Agreed. But you can't, you can't approach competition the way the Bills approached that competition. You you can't be afraid, and you shouldn't be afraid. They've got the talent. That's what I was just going to say. They've got the quarterback. Uh, you're the better they, they've team. They've got the team. You're to the beat better the team. Yep. Man up. You're the better team. Right. It's time to show it. The first game they they played afraid too, and sitting back and you know saying, "All right, Chiefs, you can run for two, three hundred yards, do whatever." You, well, of course they're going to win mm-hmm. still. Don't be afraid. Either side of the ball, if you're the Bills. No. Don't be afraid. What do you, what are you afraid of with the team you have? I don't. That's why I keep saying. I, I wrote about it on the Moments Report on Go Long. I, this is a chance to show the league we are. We are the team to beat. There, to me, if you do power rankings, which I know everybody likes to do their power rankings. Oh God, I hate power. I'm glad we don't do power rankings I, I, at Go Long. If we ever do, please come to Boston, New York, and punch me in the face. It's exhausting. But I love it when fans are like, oh, did you see we moved it, up in the power rankings? It, it, oh, that nebulous thing that doesn't mean shit. You moved up in that? Great. And it's true. But there isn't, to me, there is just not a more complete team right now and than the Buffalo Bills. As far as every phase of the game is strong right now, now just go out and prove it. They lost the Pittsburgh Steelers. Everybody has those games in the NFL. You, you're going to always look back and say, how? We lost a lot. Lear in New Orleans, we won the Super Bowl. We lost the last three games of the year. I mean. Really? Yeah. We were 13-0 and, and went wow. and lost the last three. So, I always say, it, NFL is always week to week. But there's certain yeah. games that, the Steeler game, okay. Let's watch this one. I, I would, to be honest. I, it's a perfect I would, game. It's a, to me, that you're actually showing this is who we are. We are this good. All right. I got to ask you okay. this, Jim. All right. So. I mean, you were there. You're around Terry Pagula. You're around yes. Sean McDermott, yes. Doug Whaley. Yes. What? I mean, when Terry's sitting there watching this game, I mean, he's watching the quarterback yeah. that he loved at yeah. Texas Tech yeah. play in, play out. Patty Pagula. I always call him Patty Pagula. <laughs> he's, hey, look, Josh Allen deserves every penny of the contract no he doubt. got. No doubt. He's been phenomenal. AFC Championship. But right if there. Patrick Mahomes beats the bills again it's it's just look <laughs> three in a row okay. what is going through terry's head I don't, watching that i don't at arrowhead i personally don't think you know i know the forbes list just came out and terry had a little bump in his uh, net worth to like 5.6 billion so i'm not sure anything can keep you up at night when you have a net worth like that but i think if mahomes gets them again i, I think it it annoys him enough to maybe lose an hour of sleep, but it look these teams are they're going to see him again yeah. most likely. You know this game is going to be a good game, and they're probably going to see each other again in the playoffs. And I'll say this after reporting on the series that we had to go along on Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys yeah. and and how involved Jerry Jones has been for 25 years. Yeah. Always and, two things like Yeah. Right. He's the general manager. He, yeah, he, he is he officially, wants to make the picks, He is officially right. the general manager. So I don't care. You can tell me 
that all these other people have power. Mm -hmm. Will McClay, fine. Right, right, right. At the end of the day, he, he's at the top of that masthead. But, I'll, you know, with, with Terry Pagula, you have to give him credit. So you were there. We, the, the, he doesn't insert they, himself into that decision-making process when he could have, when he loved somebody and he wanted that player. He, he easily could have, and he, he didn't do it. He could, let he it play done, out, and they ended done. up in a pretty good situation here. Yeah, it ended up okay. Well, but yes. Above pretty good. I mean, and we, we've talked about this before, but if we do take Mahomes in that draft, you know, you're changing everything now and the whole history of everything that's happened since. And does he grow in Denison's offense that first year? Because he would have he would have know, had David Cully as his QB coach. The underrated that the return home last week for Cully to Orchard Park in the rain, watching him on the sidelines. Did you want to give him a hug? Or just say, did you really want this job? And that was that wasn't even a real NFL football game. No, sorry, I just went off on a tangent. The triumphant there. return. Davis, we should, we should have, we should have, have Cully like, come to Hamburg Brewing. We should have welcomed him in and done a little pod. I, I don't. Even we know. make fun, but you no, know he's, I, in a, he's in a tough spot. That's a that's a nightmare situation right They're now. They're not even an NFL team. They didn't really. look. They didn't. They they weren't a competitive team. They didn't put a competitive team on the field the other day. That no. was amazing. Amazing. They'll probably win this week. That's the NFL, but yeah. Man. But yeah, you're right. To throw Patrick Mahomes into that situation, it, it's just it changes the dynamics of everything. But not to say nobody's ever going to sit there and debate that he was he should have been the first pick of the draft. Not alone should we have taken him. He should have been the first pick of the draft. Cleveland took Miles Garrett. Bad pick. Which is crazy because he might be great, the best great defensive player. football. Bad yeah. pick. So anyway. Well, I, know. I don't know where we, I stand on this game. I, I have a hard time getting past. You still think Chiefs can get I them? still think Chiefs because I, I I have to see it out of Sean McDermott. I think that coaching You're matters. You're not sold on that, that part of it. Yeah, I want, to, I want to see how he approaches it. That's fair. Are they going to punt on fourth and two at midfield? That's fair. Are they going to kick the twenty-yard field goal? I can see goal? the text coming from you right now. Oh, it's 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 maddening stuff. And um, <laughs> but they have the talent. They have the roster. The front office. It is. is, is it's, it's, he looked, the, and I, we were skeptical of the pass rush because it's they, showing up. Right. It's showing up. I mean, some of these draft picks we questioned, and, and and we need to see more. I mean, I still want to see more, but I I feel like it's there. Um, they still haven't. Like I said, though, I. This is the best offense they played is the Washington football team. This is let's really dive into this game before right. we anoint everybody the great defense. It's true. I, I don't want to get because I'm I'm guilty of it. I do like this Bills defense too, but let's see him against this Chiefs team. The Chiefs offensive line has protected Mahomes very well this year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's not let's see how this goes. I mean, I, I we're gonna learn a lot about both teams, I think, this week. Good segue, too, because I think the Bills, if they run the ball a little bit more, Devin yes. Singletary and Zach Moss yes. really get rolling because you saw what Lamar Jackson, that Ravens ground game did where, I don't know, how, however creatively that you slice it up up front, you can find some rushing lanes against this team. Clearly, let's dive into Brandon Staley's comments because I absolutely loved it and oh, I wasn't alone. Everybody no, everybody universally in agreement it's that. You know, I think we're kind of beat over the heads by the analytic community that running backs don't matter. Running the football doesn't matter. This is a very human podcast. It's, it's <laughs> football is a very physical game played by humans. It's not baseball in terms of 
the emphasis on numbers and you can't break the game down to numbers to no. that degree like you can with baseball or even basketball because football it's it's different there's emotion you're bashing into other other human beings I, for three hours and the way brandon staley put it in like you need a run game to force the defense to get off blocks to force the defense to tackle agreed. it was music to the ears i think what gets lost when we talk about it's, I think it's more the value of where you draft running backs compared to do you need a running back. You know, like, to me, the Steelers taking their running back in the first round this year made no sense to me. Like, that seemed like a wasted pick, regardless of the player. Just any running back. Why? You don't have the right quarterback. You can't, like, what are you, what are you trying to do? This is, the new NFL is not that. But what isn't lost is you have to have a threat of a running game. Every quarterback will tell you that. Green Bay has one. Tampa, when they really were started to play better last year, now they don't run the ball very well now, but in the playoff, they, they, there was a threat of it, just a, a threat. It doesn't have to be your identity, but you can't just make it all about the quarterback, and that's when you get in trouble. And that's kind of what you know the Bills are really doing a nice job of, and they're doing it with different guys and different styles, and that really causes problems. You know, in New Orleans, we were lucky enough to have Reggie Bush, Pierre Thomas, Deuce McAllister, who had different styles. And once you bring in different styles and different run game schemes based on the running back styles, that defense is constantly guessing. You know what's ironic, too, is I believe Brandon Staley. So their defense with the L.A. Rams, that's kind of in vogue now. Where, where you just quick, sit get back up, get with up. safeties, yep. force a team to go 10 to 12 plays right. to score a touchdown, like, I think most defenses are content with that. Like if you force an offense Don't give up play. to go downfield, yes. you know, seven, eight yards at a time, you're, you're okay with that. He's, he's at the cutting edge of the all. So he, he knows that he created that defense and he knows, okay, that there's, there's an effect in this. Like there needs to be a running game. You need to have a presence. I'm with you. Like, I mean, if there's a special talent at running back worth drafting in the first or second round, I'd, I'd I mean, probably still take him. But it's more about the bigger picture of every situation having it, right. possessing it. And you watch that Ravens Chiefs game, man. I mean, it's Lamar kind of as the typical I mean, spirit. I was going like, to say, you're talking about, yeah. That's it's a, a different piece about the with greatest, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, the most unique, Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson. I mean, just, but you could see that effect, that pounding, that physical mm-hmm. pounding of forcing a team playing and play out to think at the line of scrimmage, to be physical at the line of scrimmage have that kind of element to some degree for the Chiefs, for the Bills, for the Packers. You think of these quarterback-centric teams, you 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 need some of that stuff kind of sprinkled in there. Ask any offensive lineman. They'd Just rather be forward them. than backwards. That's it. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Ask any offensive lineman what they get excited for. And, and there's no better feeling for any team. And the guys on the sideline will see it too. The defense, you know, as they're sitting there watching their offense, and when they see them just start running the ball, they all look at each other like, keep doing it. Let us sit here and just keep pounding and beating that team down. And it, it, it takes off. It, it's an identity. It's yeah. a way to say this is who we are. And I, I do think this is a week the Bills can do it. I really think this is a week where they can, you know, show their, that we are the team to beat, not you guys. And as much as we're talking about a run game, this is a huge week for Josh Allen. You paid it's, him it's time. a lot of money it's time to, to win games like this on the road at Arrowhead. Let's see it. 
Yeah. It seems like he turned a corner. It seems like good Josh is back. Yeah, I want to see 2020 Josh. The only thing I need to see from the passing game that we haven't seen this year yet and they haven't really needed to is the consistent down the field completions. Yeah, you're right. You know, yep. they've been they, that we saw a lot of last year. I think that might be NFL wide though, too. And it could be that we're to your point too, that hey, we're not giving up the chunk yards. Go ahead and, and make us earn. But I, that's the one thing I would like to see from the offense, just but I mean, everything else I keep talking about, I can't get over Emmanuel Sanders. That is the pickup of the all. I love it. What I an just, upgrade from John what, Brown. He is, he is, he's as good as, a, I mean, he's everything you want right now. Clearly, though, the Bills are really screwing up by not getting the ball more to Isaiah McKenzie. Well, now, anybody that is part of the Go Long team, <laughs> we need to get the ball to. That's right. Well, it was a fun time, that first episode. We were yeah, like Misters, Bar and Lanes, and East Aurora. I, I like the, the addition. I, I, show. Like, I like how we're the, the, the Go Long team is just branching out. We got veteran We got veteran leadership in Bob. You know, yes. we got me from the front office. You know, now we got a flair. I love it. I love we're it. We're getting a lot of different angles. Well, I just think that people, they're consuming media however they consume media, right? Not, not everybody has time to sit down and read one of our – Five or six thousand word stories. I, I get it. Like I understand. I, I mean, I would that's love why you it mix, that's why you're did. mixing up. Yeah, that's why you but I know. Up. Hey, I, I mow the lawn every week. I'm changing diapers. Like I, I put a butt in. I want to listen to Adam Carolla. I want to listen to a podcast. And it's a good way. To say that's it. why we want to try to expand our our podcast network. And and we maybe we touched on it on here, but just real quick with the Isaiah McKenzie show. I just feel like the last couple of years with COVID, NFL teams. Shut they're pushing the press conference. Everything is about centralized messaging at a press conference. This whole season, writers aren't allowed in the locker room. You can't build those relationships that you used to be able to. When I was on the Packers beat, the Bills beat, when you were mm-hmm. running the show, I mean, that Bills locker room, I got to know all those guys in there on such an intimate level. It was great. Like Bakari Rambo, Duke um yeah, Duke Williams or DB, yeah, right? Dude was awesome. Booby yeah. Dixon, Sammy Watkins, we had some good characters, Good characters. It was all over the Percy Harvin before he left. But yeah. it was it was great. And, and you know what? It's not about us in the media. It's about the fans. It's about the fans that are letting paying them millions of dollars yeah, to support to hear this and, and know the players that they're watching. So the NFL has used COVID as an opportunity, in my opinion, to Shut eliminate up. all of it. You know, there's no middle ground. So there's no locker room access. Some PR departments are better than others. I'll say that. The Jacksonville Jaguars, amazing. Flew down there, hung out with LaVisca Chanel for an hour, even during all this COVID nonsense. Got to know him, got to deliver a story for Go Long. It's not like that everywhere. So I figured with the Isaiah McKenzie show, here's an opportunity. Here's yeah. a guy I got to know through our happy hour, our story at Go Long. Great, right. Let's do 10 episodes. Let's get together once a week. Let's just hear what he has to say. And uh, you know what? If it comes at the expense of Notre Dame alum being mad, we'll have to take it. Yeah, you can handle that. We're going to call it No Sex Gate. (laughs) (laughs) You know it's being talked about all over that Notre Dame. All the players are like, yep. If people miss it, Isaiah McKenzie, he said that a coach told him that you can't have sex on campus if you come here. So he decommitted. Now, there's some grade stuff, and he's open, he has talked about that. His grades weren't great. There's a lot of other stuff going on, but uh, yeah, it was I, hilarious, I, and Isaiah is one-on-one. It was great. Did the Jacksonville PR staff not stay around in uh, in Ohio after that Thursday night game to help out the, the, the head coach a little bit? I tell bit. you what, they're working overtime right now. I mean, they – 
they, I will say they've got the best PR. No, staff, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. They, I, they that's need the, to yeah, uh, that's... deliver in this case because no, no, they... I feel I feel bad for him. I mean, the deal with your head coach is grinding up on a girl at a bar at his own bar with his name on, which by the way is a picture is... of Urban Meyer with his wife there on the wall of the bar. Oh man, brutal. Interested to see how they play this week for him. You know, it's just, you still have to be professional, and it's still the head coach, and you're still trying to. You know, this is your job, but it's hard. It's hard for them to, to look. You know, it's going to be hard for them to take him seriously. It how will could be. you? How could you? It's hard. I mean, but you know, between him leaving leaving programs, making excuses like he did at Florida, like he didn't come, like my health, this and that. There's more than that, Urban. And you know, is it going to shock me if he's at USC? soon and there could be a possible buyout in the making wouldn't shock me that, that wouldn't shock me with urban surprise anybody i think the shock is if he stays and turns it around right that's the shock that would be impressive yeah that would be impressive it says a lot about the players october 25th misters bar and lanes that's our next event with isaiah i gotta McKenzie. i'm gonna have to try to get out there and maybe ask some questions definitely come on out Reserve like your table out there, everybody listening, watching. Um, we have all the info. Can't the wait side. for Sunday night. It's going to be a great game. I mean, definitely heavy Bills, heavy Chiefs on this episode. But anything else that you wanted to hit on? Jim? No, it's worth. It. I think this game deserves it. I think this Me game too. deserves it. It's a good one. I said I did say in the most report. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow go at it. That's more of a it's just a a, like I said. The game means nothing in terms of the season for either team, but. I'm interested to see if, if, the, if the Bengals are, are actually a real team right now. You know, like they're showing me signs. I love the quarterback, but let's see how they do it at home. That This is a game to me I think the Bengals can win. Josh Allen and Tredavious White or Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes. I agree. Mahomes. It's still Mahomes. It's still Mahomes. That's what makes us fun. That's what makes it fun. And we're going to write about it. Absolutely. Monday morning, we'll have a column at Go Long. And if you missed it, the Monus Report's up right now. Thanks. It's always fantastic. It's Having quarterback rankings, watching every snap of every game, every quarterback. It's a good way to learn what's going on. Don't just look at the stats. Study the stats. And if you don't subscribe, golongtd.com. Join any day. Thanks so much, everyone.